0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? This week, we are continuing our little break from the uh, Sopranos series reviews, and we are reviewing kind of a very influential movie. Uh, If you look at some of the movies that are like come out nowadays, a lot of them get tied back to this movie, and uh, it's it's just a, I don't want to say classic because it came out in the '90s, <laughs> but uh, in, in today's terms, yeah, it's kind of a classic, uh, and that is Heat, that is the one with uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, and a bunch of other big actors, uh, but that's what we're going to be reviewing today. Uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash game. That is the number two. Support us in any of those tiers and you get access to our Discord, which is where you can become a creator slash producer of all of our content. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to pick out the reviews that we do all the damn time, then that's where you go to do that. This is the last review. or not for Josh and me, but the, the last review before... Horror in review part three, where I'm reviewing alien sci fi movies uh, throughout the entire month of October, and it will end with a top 10 episode of the best and worst alien sci fi movies of all time. Horror related, uh, I might add. Uh, we're, we're reviewing uh, Super Eight, uh, shit. I'm trying to think them off the top of my head, uh, Event Horizon, uh. Yeah, that's like the only two. Like, oh, the thing, and then there was one more. I can't fucking think of it. Anyways, you can go to our Facebook page, and you'll you'll find where what movies we are reviewing for that. And then if you go to Patreon, uh, you get two bonus reviews on top of that. But that's enough of that bullshit. We are here to discuss Heat. So let's jump into it. A group of high end professional thieves start to feel the end. I quote, heat. From the LAPD when they unknowingly leave a clue at their latest heist. This movie is directed by Michael Mann, who has directed Miami Vice, Collateral, Ali, Black Hat, uh public, public fe fi- I can't fucking read my damn handwriting. Uh public. Yeah, am just going to move that on. <laughs> I can't even fucking read my <laughs> <train>. uh, <laughs> Public Enemies, that's what it was. Uh, the Last of the Mohicans and L.A. Takedown. You know you got some bad handwriting when you can't even fucking read it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that Frenemies? Is that Friends? I, I can't fucking read that. Uh, they had a budget of $60 million, and it grossed $187.4 million. It stars Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Tom Sizemore, and uh, a bunch of different actors. It has a runtime of a beefy, and I can't stress enough how beefy this fucking movie is, at two hours and 50 minutes. It was released December 15th, 1995. Do you have any goofs and or fun facts, sir?
1: Uh, no, sir. They're just all, eh,
0: not interesting ones. Well, I have three. Um... I'll go with uh, the least interesting one, which is it was filmed without a single soundstage. So all this was basically on location. And then the, uh, the dinner scene with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in the movie, they did that like unrehearsed uh, because they felt it would feel more genuine. And this is actually the first time both actors have held a scene together. They were in the Godfather together. Godfather two, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but they did not have any scenes together. So this was the first time they actually acted together. Uh, then the last one that I have, the gunshots throughout the entire movie are actually real gunshots. This they they recorded it live. And you know, most movies they they kind of just dubbed that shit, you know, after and in, in, uh, in post production. Not this time. They made that shirt they made that shit uh, legit and real, which I think adds a a lot of realism to the movie, which we'll get into in just a minute. Uh but Josh, you've never seen the movie before. What did you think?
1: Man, I really went into this movie wanting to like it, wanting to like it a lot. I think the runtime killed me. I think it's too long of a movie. While the story is good, uh the action was badass. I mean that's one of the best shootouts scenes there is. Top five of all time, I'd have to say but I think some of the main plot was excellent. I think some of their B and C plots just drug the movie way too far out. And I also have a problem with some of the cast. And we can get into that later. So, all those just accumulated into me not really enjoying a movie. I mean, it was an okay movie, it wasn't terrible. Ah, uh, the action is what would make me like finish watching this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I cannot disagree with you on the runtime., uh, I'm definitely higher on the movie than you, and i can I can see the the importance and significance of this movie. If you go watch any Heist movie nowadays, a lot of it gets i mean, this was a very influential movie for for cinema, for movies especially heist movies. I mean, the dark Knight. the opening sequence, that is a, I mean, that's a ripoff of this movie. In fact, it has one of the actors from heat in that scene. So th- this movie has just been very influential to a lot of different movies out there. And I don't think that can be understated. Uh, I, I do think the, the action, like Josh said, is absolutely fantastic when they actually do high scenes and whatnot. Some of the best heist scenes in any heist movie of all time, bar none. Uh, I think the uh, the shootout sequence in the uh, after the bank is, like Josh said, top five shootouts of all time. And I think what helps that scene a lot is the realism of it. It's really real. It's really real, guys. <laughs> what a the a uh, bunch of the fun facts out there was was saying how a lot of what they were doing like choreography wise with loading their weapons, shooting it and all that, like they get like this movie gets shown to like Marines and police officers all around the country, just because of how real it looks and how like accurate it is, how accurate it is portrayed. So again, I, I don't think the significance of this movie can be overstated, but like Josh said, the runtime is two hours and fifty minutes. Now, is every movie two hours and fifty minutes? A bad movie? No, I think there are a lot of movies out there that are that have that runtime and are, you know, some of the best movies of all time. But the issue is, and Josh said this a second ago, the B and C plots, the when you get into some of the side characters, when you get away from the main characters, which is you know all the people part of the Heist team, and then Al Pacino's character. As soon as you kind of divert from those characters and you start talking about uh, Al Pacino's, you know, stepdaughter and her having, you know, her being suicidal and going through shit, that to me feels very lackluster, and it's some of the weakest moments in the entire movie. And it's really what holds it back. I think if you cut out all of that, you could save twenty. 25 minutes easy, I think, by just cutting some of that bullshit out and making it a little bit of a leaner style movie. And I think if this movie is two hours, 20, two hours and 30 minutes, I think this could be one of the best movies of all time. Barna. And I would be, agree with that. And I think it would be one of my favorite movies of all time if it cut out some of that filler that was in there. One of the things that I didn't mention is this was actually conceived as a as a television series but he developed it for a movie instead and after knowing that and then kind of going back and seeing some of the scenes that he kind of put in there it kind of makes sense how it was a how he kind of conceived it as a tv series to begin with you know some of that stuff could work in a tv series it does not work in this movie cuz it's just so dense uh you know it's kind of like one of those things where you try doing 500 things you're trying to be good at 500 things. Well, you're not going to be great at any of those things, you know. So I think they're just doing too much uh, in the movie for it to just be absolutely phenomenal.
1: I would have to agree. Uh, do you feel like, I don't know, a lot of the cast, are you like typecast them from other movies you've seen before you ever watch this one?
0: Well, obviously, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: but then you got, uh, I can't even, McKettle Williamson?
0: Which one's that? Oh, I
1: could, that's the uh, Drucker. He was on uh, Forrest Gump. All I could think about was him lying there in Forrest's arms saying, I want to go home. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ted leaving, man, he was in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Put yeah. a lotion on the skin.
0: And well, he got William. That was that, that was the detective, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bosco.
0: He's also, uh, hello. Candy cane. Come in. Candy cane. Ah,
1: that is right.
0: Yeah, he, he does the voice of the trucker in uh joy ride, which that sure way, is a fucking great movie, by the way, that y'all need to go check out.
1: And then you got William Fitchner, uh, I can't remember what movie that was in. I was watching, but he did a great job in that. That's all I could think about. Uh, I don't know, man. It just felt typecasted to me. I don't. I don't know.
0: See, that doesn't really bother me. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, if you're good at something, why fucking change, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not not gonna disagree, but I will have to say, besides the shootout scene, the best scene in this whole movie is when Pacino and De Niro are in that diner. I mean, that is some of the best dialogue and it just was awesome how it was done.
0: And if you notice in that scene, how Robert De Niro, he, like he, I can't describe how he, what he looks like when he's, uh, I think, I think it's perfectly acted. You know, Al Pacino is like really like fucking involved in this, this cat and mouse game. I mean, they, they both are, You know, but Al Pacino, like he he loves that thrill of trying to catch this motherfucker in the act. Like he even goes above and beyond to make sure he doesn't catch him when he's not in the act. You know,
1: yeah. Robert De Niro's
0: character, he just plays it off as this as this douchebag. Like he could not give two shits about Al Pacino's character. It, It comes across as like super cocky or overconfidence and i think both of them playing off of that you know them kind of taking jabs at each other you know back and forth i think it is one of the best scenes ever filmed for sure
1: hey uh i wrote down on on my notes are you a fucking owl any ideas <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love that line <laughs> I, I wrote i wrote it down and i'm like i don't even remember what part of the movie that was from now
0: uh it was just
1: off to the side.
0: <laughs> uh, it, it was Al Pacino. I think he was talking to that guy towards the beginning of the movie. Uh when he goes into the uh the little warehouse and he's like, Who? Who? Who you a fucking help? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need to get better at my notes. <laughs> right.
0: Like it, it, it sounded like something that would be on The Sopranos. If you think about it, that that line itself, that that definitely feels like The Sopranos to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. It was definitely done. Just slipped in there. Not not too many people but would notice it, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> just slipped in there. Nobody would notice it. <laughs>
1: that was right. Uh, uh, you know, another part I really enjoyed was how much time they spent on the guy hitting his rifle on the truck. You know, they're in that U-Haul truck watching the uh, warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Right. That dude just backs up against it. It felt, I know it only lasted like five, 10 seconds, but it, the way it was shot made it feel like it was an eternity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that scene, that, that was funny. Uh, I'm trying to think of some I'm trying to read my notes here. I, I, Let's dive into some of the characters, okay? And let's let's save Detective Hannah and Macaulay, Neil McCauley for, for last, because obviously they're the best part of the movie, right? Some of the side characters. Uh I, I think I do have a problem with just about all of them, to be honest with you. Uh the the, the stepdaughter. Did you like I, I don't see how that serves any purpose to the overall movie. It didn't really help. Like, if it was there to kind of help uh, Detective Hannah with his arc, I could kind of understand why she was in the movie. But it really serves no purpose for him. And same thing goes with his wife. It's just the typical cliche, you know, uh, detective's always gone, he's never there with his wife, and she's fucking banana-shaped because he's never home. That, that's basically the, the typical cliche detective's wife uh, character. And I just I really, really disliked her, although it did give us some funny dialogue when she cheated on him. And he's like, I mean, you want to bang my wife? That's fine. But you're not gonna watch my fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, at least, we know, we get we where you have your priorities.
1: If this would have just stayed action. Instead of. I don't you know, it, it it's set up to where. You don't care anything about what the detective's doing, what his wife's doing, what, you know, say, Val Kilmer's character's doing. I I didn't care nothing about that, man. This should have just been straight up cat and mouse and all the tension and dialogue been between De Niro and Pacino.
0: But that's the thing. They, like Val Kilmer's character, I like what is there. They just don't go enough into it. I, I think actually, I, not, actually, I'm taking that back because i did I do remember that they I was thinking about the first scene that they had together, and I totally forgot about her going into the uh, going with the detectives and whatnot and her kind of signaling him off. I, I didn't mind any of those scenes, but then you get into Neil's arc with his girlfriend. And I mean, they spent a lot of time on that, and I'm fine with I'm fine with those two storylines, but like Tom Sizemore's character, we didn't really get much like motivation from them. We didn't really get any backstory into into Neil, and you know, I'm gonna get made fun of Neil's backstory. (laughs) No, Uh, if I can catch it,
1: okay. Understand that one. <laughs> I said
0: we got the backstory of Neil's uh, backstory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might have gotten away with that. One. <laughs> I know, right? In my defense, I didn't, I didn't even, day, so
1: I didn't even. Get, I'm trying to figure out what the hell the uh, the character that shot all those security guards in the beginning and, and kind of flipped on all the guys. Wangro. They should have ran with that angle more than any of the other bullshit that they ran with. I, I, I think that was a missed opportunity.
0: Okay, okay, devil's advocate here. I mean, they what what they went with was Wangro was behind the scenes and basically he uh, he what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he There's sold backstory. He he sold him out. And Dick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sold out he sold out the team for the for the bank robbery and being at the uh the little mineral deposit place, whatever the fuck that was called. Shout um, out. <laughs> right.
1: I mean it was a stretch, but
0: <laughs> shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's what they went with. But then they have like this B plot to like or the C plot to his B plot where he's also like raping or killing like prostitutes or some shit. And it's really weird because that doesn't really go anywhere whatsoever. And I, I honestly, honestly, I think they should have just cut out the Wayne Grove stuff altogether. I think this movie should have just been, I mean, you could put in the, uh, you know, the, you know, the other side, the other conflict with the uh, the heist team, you know, that, you know, the one that ambushed them and whatnot. Like, I'm fine with that because it gives them heat on both sides. But the shit with Wayne Grow, It didn't go anywhere. It, it fucking served no purpose for the overall story. So. I say uh, just cut that shit out altogether again. I'm looking to cut about 20 to 30 minutes of this movie at least.
1: You know, it makes me wonder, though, because to me, it felt like the bank heist was kind of rushed. You know, like they're supposed to be true professionals and they just are like, boom, it's done now. I don't know. It feels like they never intended for that shootout to be the most epic part of the movie and ended up being the best part. Uh, You see, because they put a lot of planning into the actual shootout. But into us knowing their plans for the bank and executing the uh the thing, we didn't get much of that. But I don't know if I'm just so used to like an Ocean's Eleven kind of movie where it you know spends time building up to the the actual big heist.
0: Okay, you mean like like planning it and and shit like that? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I I agree with that. Um, I was going to disagree with you overall. I was like, I, I don't know. I think they meant for this to be the best part of the movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think again, if you want to give the two hour and fifty the two two hours and fifty minute runtime and you want to devote that stuff to maybe setting up the heist and it's this big, tense action sequence leading up to it. I mean, I'm fine with devoting some time to that instead of these other side characters who do not matter whatsoever to the overarching story. um. And that's honestly my biggest complaint with the movie i'm 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 not like you josh where i i have issues with two hours and fifty minutes my thing is two hours and fifty minutes you have got like you look you have got to do you gotta be perfect in in your story and the the pacing of the movie in order for two hours and fifty minutes not to fucking feel like that
1: it's a tough feat man there there's only what the Patriot A handful of movies. What, what movies are we? The Patriot, uh what's that one where he yells freedom? Braveheart. Braveheart. And those are the two biggest ones I can think off of my head that
0: do not feel are...
1: like minutes. exactly. I mean, I am intrigued the whole time.
0: I would I would argue that the Patriot does it better than Braveheart in terms of oh, I, I definitely and definitely in uh, story.
1: Oh Definitely, hundred percent. I like Patriot enough, I'd just fuck it.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I'd watch it, I'd review it again.
1: <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, now. Can about... you
1: name can you name any other long movies that are good?
0: The ones that you've watched?
1: I mean, I said ones that are good, so yes, ones that I've watched.
0: <laughs> that is, no, that doesn't narrow
1: down at all. Because yeah, uh, this guy'd be like, uh, "Batman, Batman Five, Batman." Big <laughs> <Eats laughs> <King> win.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't even know why I fucking do this shit with you sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just trying to scroll through some of the movies that I've watched recently. Um, well, I guess that'd be. A... <laughs> I'm not trying to prove your point here, but the Batman was pretty good for his runtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dark Knight was also good for his runtime. <laughs> this
1: motherfucker here. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean that's just recently just two of the the longer movies that I've that I've seen. Um, and that's yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna go through my entire fucking history of movies I've watched.
1: Yeah, because you know they suck.
0: <laughs> what the fuck ever, man. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm not gonna go through all these, but uh, yeah. I mean it, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult to to get a movie to to kind of pull you in for almost three hours. Uh, but you know when a movie is able to do that, they're they're usually some of the best movies ever.
1: Well, let but, me ask you know, there's some movies where you think, you know, that are made uh like '90s or so, and you're like, man, I would love to know what it would be like produced today. But I feel like on this movie, it would be worse. It wouldn't be any better.
0: Well, I I, I would be surprised if they used everything practically if they did it today. You know, back then, back in the 90s, yeah, they had CGI, but that shit was really fucking expensive. So, I mean, most of the time, they had to do everything practically. And I think, I mean, you go back and... Did you notice the gunfire throughout the movie, especially in the shootout sequence?
1: I noticed uh, certain aspects of it, like you'd hear the shot, and then you'd see the metal come apart, and
0: you know things like that. I mean, it legitimately sounded like a war zone. I mean, I don't know; I've never been to a war zone before, but <laughs> it sounded like <laughs> what, what I would imagine a war zone would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm struggling. Man, I'm struggling. It, I, it uh, you know bad. what
1: I, w- I I was going to be a dick and like just stick it in you, but you know what?
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're didn't. struggling. It sounds like you're struggling. <laughs> <let> it <laughs> uh, no, you listen to the gunfire, dude. It sounds completely different than, say, I don't know, any, any fucking action movie with, with guns nowadays. Cause it was, I mean, that shit was all real. And I think that that adds an extra layer to the movie that if it wasn't done practically, it probably wouldn't have. So, I mean, if you take off the realism of just that overall shootout scene, is that going to be one of the best scenes of all time? I would be... I would be... I I wouldn't be able to say that that would be top five if it wasn't as real as it was.
1: It was really real. It was
0: really... I fucking hate you. (laughs) All right, let's... let's, (laughs) Let's move on to the two of the biggest characters in the movie, and that is Al Pacino's character, Detective Hannah, and uh Robert De Niro's character, Neil McCauley. What did you think about those two characters?
1: I personally think Neil McCauley was a better character than Lieutenant Hannah. I felt like I don't know, you ever get to where you just like you're rooting for the wrong side? Yeah. Felt like his character was developed and made you want him to win, and not uh, Hannah. No, so I, I hung on more to the Macaulay character than i ever did with
0: Pacino. Here's here's the here's the biggest thing between the two characters. One, we have obviously. I don't know. I'm, I don't know for a fact about this, but I would assume that uh, Rob De Niro got a little bit more screen time than Al Pacino's character. If I had to guess, he has better moments in in like side scenes. If you when you get away from like the main plot, when he's with his his girlfriend or whatever the fuck you want to call her, when he's with her, I think those scenes work a lot better. She is more interesting, infinitely more interesting. Than Detective Hannah's wife. So when you kind of compare the the scenes that they have outside of the actual heist stuff, like the B plot stuff, I I think Neil Macaulay, his, his his plot is just, his story, is just significantly better. And I think that's kind of why we gravitate towards him more than Al Pacino. Because again, his wife, the, the cliche detective's wife, is so fucking annoying. I I can't, I can't stress how much I hate her character in this movie. Like I would go so far as saying that's probably top 10 hated characters in any movie all time for me. And then you got his stepdaughter who, yeah. I mean, if they would have used her properly, maybe that could have worked. Like if you, if they would have used her for his arc, then that would have made us maybe root for him more, you know? But that's not how it is. You tell me. They never showed the dad of the of the stepdaughter. They they talk shit about the dad the entire movie. Never showed him. Did you ever at one point think that maybe Macaulay was her daughter or her father or or somebody else?
1: No, never thought that. <laughs> it,
0: it, it's just weird that they they mention how much of a deadbeat. Uh, and he's always late, never showing up, never wants to to pay attention to her. I'm curious if they would have tied the dad to maybe one of the people in the in the uh, the gang. If that storyline, if it connected like that, if it would have been actually a lot better.
1: Well, it would have explained why her character was there. So <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's really a dead end character that you know I found boring because she wasn't uh just wasn't there. You know, the the uh, she served no purpose, I guess.
0: Exactly, exactly. So a
1: throwaway character. That's throwaway character.
0: For. But I think that's why we gravitate towards Robert De Niro's character is just because they just did a much better job of of developing his side versus Al Pacino's, but. Let's not negate. Let's not skip over the fact that Al Pacino's performance in this movie was fucking insane. That dude, like you know, that line of, like you remember, uh, Batman and Robin, right, with uh Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the ice puns and shit. Uh, ah, uh, yeah, I guess. So. Anyways, I'm, I'm gonna compare it to this. Okay, that, to that. me is fucking over the top. <laughs> over the top. For better or worse, sure, that is like the highest level of over the top that you can get. Al Pacino is straddling this this thin fucking line of being too over the top and he does it perfectly, I think. Because I mean, we get that that great great quote of she's got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he just he he's over the top just enough in a lot of these scenes. and then a lot of other scenes, he's like super serious. And I love that back and forth that he goes with the character. Now, one thing I will say about it is some of the fun facts said that they had originally planned to kind of show a like cocaine addiction with him, and that would explain like his outburst and whatnot. I think they should have explained that a little bit more. Like, why is he like that? But I'm I'm not also upset the fact that they went into that at all because obviously two hours and fifty minutes uh, I I don't need any more runtime uh, devoted to anything else.
1: I'd rather have had that than the the, uh, the daughter story.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, him and him and his wife fighting over his cocaine addiction or something. Something better than <laughs> right. what they were fighting over, you know?
0: You bitch, give me that cocaine.
1: <laughs> Sounds like you've said that before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um please don't let me get drug tested tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then uh yeah, Robert De Niro's character, which I, I think Robert De Niro obviously he he also puts in a phenomenal performance as well, and obviously they're the two best characters, two best actors in the entire movie, uh, and that that's honestly what carries me through the movie is their performances, and then the action. Yes, it it gets bogged down with the the B and the C plot, but ultimately this movie is something that I can watch on occasion. This isn't a once a year kind of watch for me. This is maybe once every couple of years. I, I love watching like it for like the significance of it. And obviously the, the shout shout out scene, the shootout scene. I, I love all the high scenes They're They're edited very, very, very well. And, you know, the tension with the, uh, the first high scene with the, uh, the armored truck is fucking so good how they set that that whole thing up. Uh, love the editing with that, and then the the shootout scene, obviously top five all time. And yeah, like I said, this this isn't something I'm gonna watch once a year, or I'm not gonna sit here and say it's one of my favorite movies of all time. This would not be in my top 100 by any means. But I think if you're out there and you're wondering, hey, should I watch this on uh on stars or whatever the fuck it's on right now? I think you should go give it a try. I think this is one of the movies that it's definitely one of those movies that you have to see before you die. Like if you're thinking about like a thousand and one movies before you die, this has to be on that fucking list just because of how influential it is just because of some of the amazing acting and amazing shootout scenes that we have in the movie. And yes, it does get bogged down. But I don't think that should distract not kind of push you away from the movie. I think you should still watch it.
1: Well, I mean, if it's on your movies to die list, then <laughs> better get to watching it.
0: <laughs> it's going to fucking take forever. Uh, you might die yeah.
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> you was a little slow on that, sir. Uh, that kind of hurts.
0: <laughs> no, you cut out. That's why.
1: Oh, that's yeah.
0: fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you're... Uh... Now
1: I'm a dick and my joke fell flat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> would you... i would
1: uh totally i'd totally agree with you sir i gave it a i'm struggling between a two and a half and three I, I you made some very valid points about it being a classic movie it was done well i mean minus being bogged down I, i'm gonna give it a three i, I definitely think it's something you, you should watch
0: yeah, so uh, obviously I'm higher on it than you. I, I do, I actually do enjoy this movie. I really do. Uh, that, that's not to say that it's a perfect movie. So I think if I was looking at this based on how much I actually enjoy it, I would give it four stars. But <coughs> I'm going to give it a half-star bump with some of the technical stuff and just how well-made it is. Uh, I'll give it another half bump. So I'm going with a four and a half. Not five stars. Can't give that in good conscience because it is entirely too long. Shout out to that, and like I said, gets bogged down too much. The, the, it is not a perfect movie by any means. Can't give it five stars for that.
1: You know, you should, you uh you never give me a, a a moment to shout out. You you follow your shout outs up very quickly, sir. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I do I do shout myself out. <laughs> I mean, sometimes
1: we get lonely. We have to shout ourselves out.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know when it's been three weeks. You got you gotta just shout yourself out, you know?
1: Hell yeah. Now next week you're gonna give me the open and I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I'ma go. Um all right. Well I guess I'll shout out myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get dick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well
0: guys that is going to be it from us uh next week we are going to return back to the sopranos with season three so go ahead and watch episodes one two and three of season three and get prepared for that review we were going to end up reviewing a couple of newer movies i think it was me time but i started watching that and it was absolute garbage so i'm not i'm not gonna put myself through another hour of that to to review it. sorry guys sorry not sorry but uh i think we'll yeah we'll we'll finish up the uh the sopranos season three and then we'll try to knock out some uh some newer movies as well but that's gonna be it from us sir you have a good night and thank you for joining me yes sir And we will catch y'all next week on another review. Laters. Laters.